The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Today sees the annual Rally for Life March in Dublin. It's organised by a number of anti-abortion organisations and it comes at a time where the five-year review of existing legislation has been published. And just this week, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, promised that there will be safe zones around facilities offering abortion services. Joining me now to give her perspective is Neve O'Brien, who is from the Rally for Life um, committee. Neve, to some extent, has this ship not sailed? There was an overwhelming vote in the referendum we are where we are. No, I wouldn't agree with that. And here's why. Um, I think more now more than ever, people are seeing that many of the promises that were made in the referendum have were clearly did not hold up. Like, for example, one of the reasons that a lot of people voted yes, because interestingly, if you look back at when the referendum took place, the yes vote started to slide and slide quite dramatically in the weeks coming up to the vote. And you had a rush then of politicians coming out to reassure voters that abortion would be rare. That was the phrase used by Leo Varadkar and echoed by many others. And that there would be safeguards and restrictions and that we wouldn't see happening here what happened in other countries. And we can see that none of that, unfortunately, came to pass. Um, you know, Before the 8th was repealed, we had under 3,000 abortions in 2018. In the first year that abortion was made legal in Ireland, we had 6,666. It remained at that and level. And was that not to be expected, given the amount of people who would have been going overseas who are now for the first time able well, no. to avail of services here? In 2018, you had under 3,000 going overseas to get an abortion in Britain. So it doubled, really. Now, some people say women took abortion pills in Ireland too. The Department of Health or Simon Harris estimated that to be at a thousand, but either way it was an enormous job. And also presumably women who were going to England did not register and announce their intent so that they were easily counted. Well, they're easily counted in England, not, and that's now not how it works. They don't register their intent here. The, the, the English government actually keeps very good statistics on abortion, something we could learn from here. But what we do know is the rate went up enormously between 2018 and when abortion was legalised. And then we've seen that in 2020, it jumped again, 22% to 8,126 abortions. Now, when you think about that, in, in just four years, we've aborted... 28,000 babies. As, at this point, probably 31,000 babies. That's more than the population of Kilkenny. Well, that's a very that's a very emotive way to phrase it. That it's the, not really. The, the numbers relate to pregnancies which have uh, been terminated rather yeah. than, quote, babies. I don't think so, Anton. I think, you know, we're not living under a rock anymore. Everybody knows it's a baby. We have ultrasounds Everybody for 40 Everybody knows it has the potential years. to become a baby depending no, on have, what time the abortion is done. We have ultrasounds for 40 or 50 years now. Everybody knows that it's a baby. Like, it's, it's conclusive that it's a baby that's fully formed from about 10 or 12 weeks onwards. You know what I mean? So every abortion that is taken no, that's, place... I mean, is that's simply another, not the case. You do not, I mean, life. that is simply not the case. You do not have a viable life that can survive outside of the womb at 10 weeks old. We're not talking about viable life. We're talking about formed human beings, and they like this is this is ABC stuff for for any for any obstetrician or for any embryologist. The baby is formed from about ten weeks onwards, and every abortion, unfortunately, ends a baby's life. That's that that's the reality. I think we have to face. We have to be honest about these things. Like if we're happy, or if the government is happy that the abortion rate has increased so dramatically, it's kind of spiraling. So at let, this me just, rate, let me just let me just, be just get that. that let's say we talk about a, a um, an oral abortifacient that um, removes a pregnancy when it is a number of days, and you have a, a small collection of cells. In your world, that is ending a baby's life. Well, most women don't know they're pregnant after a couple of days. Most no, just women, in relation to that, well, is that ending well, a baby's well, life? Just looking at the reality of things, though, the, most women 
know they're pregnant because they've missed their period. So when and most women present according to the statistics, especially in other jurisdictions, most women present for an abortion between say seven and twelve weeks. And I think absolutely. And to my question, yeah, and people, I think that is taking a baby's life. And what we're seeing. So a now, small collection of cells, a number of days established. If that pregnancy is terminated, that's a baby's life. But Charanton, we were all a small collection of cells once. No, but I'm just asking your position. I just want to get clarity. That is your view. Well, my position is that life begins at conception. And my position is that right now in Ireland, we are seeing that in one year alone, 8,126 babies were killed by abortion. And what we're seeing today at the Rally for Life is what is the government going to do about this? Where is the accountability for this? From a government that said abortion was going to be rare and now they're presiding over a system where So is the accountability that you seek in relation to the total numbers of uh, abortions that are occurring or is it to do with the safeguards as you describe them around the process? Well, there's two things there really, isn't there? Firstly, I think that we do need to see the government facing up to the fact that the abortion rates have absolutely spiralled. And we do need to have a a, a really genuine conversation around that. Like, why are women being made to feel that abortion is perhaps their only option? Can we really say we're offering choice to women if so many women feel that abortion perhaps is the only thing that's available for them. And I think these are these are very profound questions for society. But the alarming thing is that the government doesn't seem to be interested in having those conversations at all. Instead, we're seeing them giving a huge amount of attention and succour to people like the National Women's Council who are advocating that we get rid of one of the very few safeguards we have, which is a three-day three day wait before abortion. Well, then to the other side of that, the safeguards that you have concerns about, whatever about the ones that are in place and may uh, be removed, what are the ones that you believe are absent that you would wish for? Well, I think, for example, that we don't see any government support for crisis pregnancy agencies. We don't see the government saying, let's put together a package. Let's put together a plan. Let's try and understand why women, increasing numbers of women are having abortions. What are the socioeconomic reasons behind that? Do women feel failed by the culture as it is at the moment? Are men increasingly irresponsible? Are they just walking away from women who become pregnant? We're not even having those conversations. And in fact, One of the things that the government built into the abortion system is that they don't gather data on this. So we don't know why women are having abortions. We don't know if they're having repeat abortions. Other countries aren't going to do that. Britain does that so they have a better understanding of what's happening. Can I ask, the big news obviously this week has been Stephen Donnelly saying that the new legislation is going to go through the uh, Houses of the Oireachtas now to establish safe zones around Mm. GP surgeries, uh, family planning clinics and clinics that provide abortion services. Are you um, in favour of those safe zones? So I just, can I come to that in a second? Can I finish my point about the three-day waiting period? So here's why it's really important. Firstly, women deserve that time to think. This is an an enormous decision. It's about ending a baby's life. I think women need to think through these things properly and they deserve to have those three days to think about it. We know from figures released to Karen Node and TD that about a thousand women every year don't return for an abortion after the three-day waiting period. And the question people need to be asking their TDs is this. Do we want to see the already spiralling abortion rate Okay, well, we have that point. Further? Can you, what about the safe zones? <clears throat> so the safe zones to me, sorry, I've got something in my throat there. <clears throat> the safe zones to me, Anton, just seem like malice, to be honest. You know, the entire piece of legislation seems to me like punching down at pro-life people by the government who feel that they have a political advantage here. Being, being realistic, where is, the, where is the need for these safe access zones? Well, let me, I, I put exactly that question to uh, the Minister for Health, Stephen Johnley, uh, during the week. Here's what he had to say. We've had reports in the past of groups of people uh, standing with white coffins very close to entrances, very loudly 
you know, saying decades of the rosary. That, I think, for, for me, would very, would reasonably be viewed as trying to influence the the, the, the decision of, of a woman who's seeking to access those services. Now, critically, in the first instance, the Garda will, must uh, provide a warning. And it's a warning then that is, that is recorded. So if an offence can only be committed if someone has been warned by a guard, has been asked to cease what they are doing, and essentially refuses to cease, and I would imagine in, in, in cases, you know, can continue to do so repeatedly. Peacefully protesting to achieve that is absolutely legitimate. It is, of course, legitimate. And it's one of the cornerstones of our democracy is that people have the right to protest. And I say that as someone who's had protesters outside my house. So I fully, fully respect the right to protest. The, the, the difference here is that, is that this activity, as far as government is concerned and under the law, essentially is impeding safe access to legally provided services. And uh, people, people who are going in and out of hospitals for a variety of reasons are in often very sensitive position. Any woman who's going in to seek these services, it's a, it, is a, it is a sensitive and difficult time for them. Uh, and anyone who wants to protest can protest you know, wherever they want, except within 100 metres of, of where people are trying to access these services. Well, and, 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 and my view and government's view is that that, uh, that achieves the balance. So that's the Minister of Health, Stephen Donnelly, there speaking to me earlier in the week on the uh, hard shoulder when I was in for Kieran Cuddy. Um, I'm speaking to Nevi Vrien, who is the Rally for Life committee member and director of the Life Institute. You were saying before that clip, Neve, that that in that the government's the safe zones decision mm. is punching down. Having heard what the Minister for Health had to say, would you still stand over that view? Yeah, like I mean, he was full of contradictions there, wasn't he? He was saying on one hand people have the right to protest, and he was saying on the other hand that they don't. I think like Well, his core point was they have the absolute right to protest, but they don't have the right to interfere with people within a hundred yards of getting a medical treatment. But nobody is interfering with anybody's right to get medical treatment. Like can we can we have an honest conversation about this? And I think Stephen Donnelly is being deeply, deeply disingenuous here. He is bringing in a piece of legislation which You don't think there have been people protesting with coffins and rosaries? He's bringing in a piece of legislation which will make it illegal for somebody to stand without any posters, without saying a word, praying silently in their head for somebody who might be considering an abortion. He is making it illegal for people to stand there in silent witness. This is extremely draconian. And he is using one or two examples of something that happened in 2018 as an excuse for bringing through this legislation. He knows very well because the Guard Commissioner... Does the legislation do any harm, though? Yes, it does. It criminalises people for doing something as simple as praying for a woman who is going into a maternity Only hospital. if a guard has said to them, you are interfering with these people and you need to leave. And if they then don't do that, ha- they suffer a criminal charge. Have you, have, you, have you looked at the legislation, Anton? Like it specifically picks out any form of silent or religious protest if that is believed to be pro-life. That is extraordinary. That is extremely draconian. And I think it's disgraceful that the Irish Council for Civil Liberties and others are not opposing this. But to go back to the need for this legislation. Like, again, can we have an honest conversation around this? There were a couple of protests at the National Maternity Hospital. Then campaigners from Limerick said 
that there was women were being harassed and intimidated and going into the maternity hospitals. My colleague on Gripped Media, Gary Cavanagh, did an intensive research on this. He, he went to every single maternity hospital and asked them under FOI, had women said they'd been approached or attempted or intimidated by pro-life protesters? None of them said they have. I know that people... But the issue with the no, legislation... Can, can, can no, but, no, 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 no I want to go to the heart no, of the legislation. No, no, what Stephen Donnelly saying is this does not impinge upon people's it, no, right to protest. You just can't do it within 100 yards of, of the medical it's service. Them, it's going to criminalise you and possibly lock you up for silently praying outside a hospital where abortions might be taking place. And now this is a really important point, Adam, on a false premise. Because the, the, what was said about Limerick Maternity Hospital was untrue it was, and was categorically shown to be untrue. There are very small numbers of prayer groups in Limerick who silently pray. They okay. don't hold placards for women who are going into the hospital. We have that point. No, but, there, no, but there, no, but no we have your point. I want to go back to... women and women who might have a abortion. I want to just so the legislation itself is based on... We have the point. I want to ask you a question about a, a, a text that has come in because at the start of this we were talking about the, the, mm. the total issue of abortion services in Ireland. It says, um, using abortion pills before 12 weeks of a pregnancy is being likened to something very different. At 60 plus years of age, I've had this conversation so many times. The three day waiting period is an insult to women's intelligence. Uh, you don't seek a termination in the way you might seek a wax or a haircut. And another goes on to say, I just found out that I'm pregnant and I, it is crisis. Not because I'm single or too young. I'm 38 and married with two little kids but I am uh, had danger pregnancies where I nearly died. I've lost a fallopian tube. I've had multiple dangerous miscarriages and we're getting in, evicted in September with no place to go. I work two jobs and so does my husband and we can't afford rent and are not eligible for social support. Does this woman insist that I have this baby? Will she help me? Well, isn't it a disgrace that anybody should have to write into you and say that she's been so failed by society that she need, feels she needs to have an abortion because the supports are not there. And this is what we're saying to the government there today. The abortion rates are spiralling. They're not just increasing, they're spiralling. We should not have a situation in this country, in a country where we have so much corporation tax, we don't know how to spend it, where women are saying, I feel I have to have an abortion because there's no other answer. Thousands of people are going to be on the rally for life today. Thousands of people will march from Parnell Square at 1pm because they're saying to the government, you need to tackle the abortion rate, you need to retain the three-day waiting gotcha. period, you need to do better for mothers and babies. Thank you very much, Neve. That is Neve Vrien, who is Rally for Life uh, Committee Member and Director of the Life Institute. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.